The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon. You're listening to America's Web Radio, the most eclectic mix of conservative radio. You're listening to the show Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark coming from New York. It is amazing today. Last night we had uh, some global weather changing. We had 50 and 60 mile an hour winds out here. And I spent the morning trying to chase down my barbecue, which had decided to enter into a go-kart race. So it was flying around on the deck. And thank goodness the hose for the gas was long enough. Kind of like the rope that Joe Biden has, kind of hanging himself every other day. So, as you know, I normally start out with a rhyme, but unfortunately the power didn't last long enough for me to save what I had put together, so we'll have to pick that up next week. It's my own little rhyme time, and I think it gets a lot of information across, and it gets it across in a nice kind of friendly way, and it's a fun show. You know, it's not a comedy hour, otherwise I'd play you MSNBC, but... What I'm looking at is, I did some research this week, and I was kind of trying to figure out how this country turned left. And when I say turn left, we didn't just turn left, we went off the track, off the track completely. You know, we always talk about the train leaving the station, you know, the idea train, the conscious train leaving the station with Joe Biden and some of his administration. Uh, apparently things like Pete Buttigieg's racist highways, which I find really kind of amazing because the roadways look like golf courses with all the holes in them lately. And I know, listen, that's a local problem. And we're supposed to be working on that on the local issue. But unfortunately, reality is it starts at the top. You know, they always told you if you grabbed a dangerous poisonous snake and you wanted to kill it, you don't chop off its tail, you take it by the head. So my question today, and I really want you guys to kind of think about it, is to the left or not left? That's the Looney Tune. Where are we headed with this particular society that we are trying to form? And I, and I do say we're trying to form this new society. The left came in quietly saying Biden was going to be the middle of the road. I mean, Bernie Sanders was far left. Kamala Harris was further left than him. But she checked the boxes, and that was okay. Listen, that served the purpose. They played that game. You know, they played the race card. And we'll, we'll pick that up also with the race card. Um, at this point, I'm declining all race cards. They have been declined. So... What I'm looking at here is, I, I just had an interesting conversation with someone, and I won't mention her name. I respect her opinions a lot. She's done a lot. She graduated college recently. And she is a product of our de-educational system. And that's a strong claim, the de-educational system. Well, what did they do? We took these teachers and we gave them in charge of our, they, we gave them charge of our children. And honestly, and I know I've talked about this in the past, 
we as parents weren't paying attention. And if there's any silver cloud to come out of this ridiculous COVID lockdown, it's the ability for us to see what actually went on in the classroom. We actually got a front row seat to see what was going on in the classrooms in this country. And far be it for me to challenge the idea of it's just this country. It's not just America anymore. This left-wing pendulum swung, and it went so far to the left, we didn't think it was coming back, but now it just knocked over the rest of whatever it didn't take the first time. It's like a wrecking ball. So what happens now? We let our children enter into a system that literally retrained them to think America was bad. And we let people get elected, like the squad. And people, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. I mean, for all you want to say about Bernie Sanders, some of his ideas actually make sense. He's not completely Looney Tunes. But you take people like Elizabeth Warren, thought she was a Cherokee Indian, which she apparently was not. You got these people in there, and they began to change the basics of our system very quietly because they took over. In Congress, we have the AOC, or some people call her the occasional cortex, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who incidentally grew up in a really kind of ritzy neighborhood in Westchester, claiming to be of the people by the people. Then we have the old Elon Omar from Minnesota, uh, claiming to be married, maybe married to her brother. That investigation's moving slower than the Durham investigation, which incidentally we'll cover a little later on. And then we, she's from Minnesota, so we can understand that. It's Minnesota. They had the boat lift. They dropped everybody in her district. And bam, you got somebody who hates America. You know, And I'll never forget, some people did something on 9-11. Okay? These are the type of morons you're putting in your government. You know, when I took statistics, and they used to tell you you're putting all this information into the system, they used to say, garbage in, garbage out. Need I say more? And then we have the ultimate Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts, another one of the left-wing Looney Tunes, or as I like to call them, wing nuts. And then you have, interesting, Rashida Tlaib. And then that she's from Michigan. How's that working out? And then now we have a new squad member, Jamal Bauman from New York. Yeah, New York. We're not blue enough. You know, they keep talking about the blue cities, the blue cities, and they're going to turn red. You're right. You know what they're going to do? They're turning red from the people who are dead. Okay? Look at the crime statistics that are going on in this country. Look at what the heck is going on. You know, if you take an agency like the police department, which barely makes it by as it is on their budget because of all the criminals they're dealing with, and then you put... Some more pressure on them. Like in New York, they took out over a billion dollars. B. B billion. A billion dollars they took out of the budget. And now we wonder why. What's, what's the problem? Why are we having trouble? Well, the trouble is 
the trouble began when we began not to understand what crime was about. You know, when you have people like AOC stating, and I'll, and I'll give you the exact, here's the exact quote that she put up, okay? AOC blames rising crime on the expired tax credit because, and here's, this is, and I quote, because we run away from substantive discussions about this, we don't want to say some of the things that are obvious, like, gee, the child tax credit just ran out on December 31st, and now people are stealing baby formula. Well, I'm sorry. She's about as informed as she was when she was a barista. She had no idea what she's talking about once again. First of all, the child credit didn't expire. And secondly, if she thinks that that's the crime wave that we're having, baby formula, well, then can you please explain to me why people are dying? Because the stores have all been told, let them out, let them go where they want, leave them alone, don't touch them, don't stop them from stealing. But who's absorbing those costs? It's certainly not the companies. And what did you see? And I mentioned it last week. They're closing stores all over the place in underserved neighborhoods. So why do you think that is? Because people are stealing baby formula? No. But these are the things that are coming out of her mouth. Now let's look at another infamous squad member, Corey Bush. She's from the lovely state of Missouri. And she is one of those defund, 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 defund the police people. Another great standard. You know, I guess when the bar is really low, you can get people like this into Congress. I mean, I think Congress now has a likability rate lower than Kamala Harris, which is her rates on the floor. So... We can't even discuss that at this point. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about her. They sent her to Europe. I guess she can do more damage in Europe than she can in America. But then the left-wing nuts, they wanted to dismantle. And, and I was trying to figure out where did the genesis of this liberal destruction of society come from? Nobody really wants to talk about what the real issue is. It's the destruction of the core family. You know... I was lucky enough to grow up in a neighborhood where I had my father and mother. And if you stepped out of line in the neighborhood and did something stupid, your neighbors would probably rat you out. And that's what we used to call it, ratting them out. They would probably tell on you. And when you got home, you weren't really concerned of what you did. You were concerned about something that the left doesn't understand this word. Now, pay attention. I'll say it slowly consequences again let me repeat it for those of you on the left who didn't understand that consequences you see when people are held responsible for their actions and there are actually consequences to what they do they tend to think maybe for that split second before they really do something stupid because they know that there are consequences for doing it when you take away those consequences, when you make the criminal the victim and the victim a piece of garbage that you just throw away, their ancillary damage, you know, they used to say in war, they would say collateral damage is unimportant. 
That's what the victims are now. So now the squad's more concerned with defunding and dismantling. And if I hear this word one more time, I'm going to kind of throw up in my own mouth, reimagining the police department. What the heck is reimagining? You know what I need to reimagine? I need to reimagine that these morons are no longer in office. That's what we really need to reimagine. I, I, I thought reimagining. that was, I thought that was uh, when you took a magazine to the bathroom with you. Yes, that's all the reimagining. Yeah. That's kind of, no, that's where they come up with their ideas. Mm. Because they belong in the toilet. That's Most true. of these ideas. Yeah. Gun control. Brilliant. Brilliant idea. And I'm going to talk about something. Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit after the break because I was really intrigued by the Canadians this week. So <laughs> we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Canadian freedom. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the Canadians, uh, and we think we got problems. But anyway, we'll take this break and we'll be right back. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And you're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark today. So in our second block here, we're going to try to finish up the first block and then go on to the second block. So we were talking about the squad and the defund, dismantle, reimagine police. And then hate America, the hate America doctrine. And then we have America's gun control and the anti-Semitic rhetoric coming out of the squad. And then constantly calling America racists. You know, they shielded by the claim of minority privilege. Okay, and that's a that's a thing that I've kind of come up with now at this point. This is minority privilege. This means that you can say any kind of stupid thing that comes into your brain without a filter and let it out of your mouth. And you're okay with that because you can hide under the cover. You know, I, I originally started talking about the, the liberal conversation I was having with a recent college graduate. And I found it very interesting is I kept hearing the term systemic racism. You don't understand. You know, they've been systemically deprived. Well, to the real point of the fact, everybody in this country has been to some extent deprived of something. 
okay? We have on Long Island, we have the North Shore, which is made up of very wealthy people. We have the South Shore, which are normal working class people. They're regular people in this world, okay? So I've been, I grew up on the South Shore. So was I deprived? Was I stopped? See, what they're missing is not where you start. That's what they're missing. This is the point that they want you to understand. They want to tell you it's where you start from that where you wind up. Tell that to Barack Obama. Tell that to Kamala Harris. Remember she told you that story before she hated Joe? Now she loves Joe? About how she was the girl who got integrated on the bus that he fought against because he was a racist back then? But all of a sudden when he put her on the ticket, now he's not a racist. But... This is not true. This is the same garbage they're pushing to try to make you understand. Oh, it's systemic racism. It's not. What it is is that anywhere you start on the scale, you can reach the highest plateau in America. You can. If we would just stop for a second and stop saying, hey, you're black, you're... Anything else, America, African-American, whatever you want to call yourselves these days. You want to say you're homosexual. You want to say you're bisexual, pansexual, sapiosexual. There's so many sexual things out there. Nobody's having any sex because we can't figure out who you are. We got we got men in the women's pool. We got women in the men's locker room. People. That's who we are. We're people. And if we stop. Stop for a second, Democratic Party, these morons, they want to separate you into little groups. Remember, when I used to work with my father, he had this little bin, and it had little boxes in it, and every little screw and every little nut had to go into its own separate little box. That's what the Democrats want to do, because then they can tell you how far up that ladder you can get. Listen up, America. There is no glass ceiling. There is no top. You can go as high as you want. Tell that to Elon Musk. There's a top. Tell him you can't go there. I don't believe in this stuff. And when you stop believing in it, you're not pigeonholed. You're not limited by your own imagination. See, that's what I reimagine. I reimagine that we will, we will base people's achievements On the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Remember that? Martin Luther King? Yeah, we've kind of thrown him to the side in the Democratic Party. But right before the break, I wanted to jump on the the truck, so to say. Wanted to jump on the truck with the truckers. And I can tell you this much. America may have lost its battle with freedom. But I don't want to see Canada do that also. There are true North neighbors, and they are the most mundane people. You want to see a violent riot in Canada? They're holding up signs that says, I'm annoyed. They're different than Americans. And what's interesting is Trudeau, who once texted out how great Fidel Castro was, he must be studying with Vladimir Putin. Because this morning, I understand, he went in, and for those of you who have been living under a rock, the Canadian truckers for about three weeks 
have gone up to Ottawa and blocked the streets and the bridges. They do not want mandates for vaccines. You know, we're back to the same thing. Who controls the government? Is it by the people or is it the government controlling the people? Well, guess what? In Canada, it appears the government can do what they want. So he invokes the Emergency Powers Act, which basically was used for terrorism. So he's now claiming this is this is what is so bizarre to me when buildings and cities and people were being murdered and these cities and buildings were on fire and people were rioting that was a peaceful protest in the news when the truckers get in their trucks bring their families set up bouncy houses barbecues music and having a party atmosphere in ottawa locking up the streets that's a violent protest Do you see how flipped upside down society has become with this liberal atmosphere? We have literally gone loony. We've gone loony left. So Trudeau, rather than sit down and try to work this out, you know, rather be like a myth buster, you know, take that. The vaccine is important. It stops everything. Well, we now know that the vaccine doesn't stop anything. The only thing it does is it stops you from maybe dying. And in fact, I'm now hearing that people who are getting the vaccine are getting it more with the Omicron. But again, they're not letting the data out that quickly. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. But I did get vaccine. I got two. Then I got three. I'm wondering how many more I'm going to have to get before they finally tell me uh, it doesn't really work. Okay? And if it did work, it's not for you, it's for me. So if I'm a trucker in my truck 10 hours a day, and then i got to sleep for 10 hours, why is it do I need a vaccine? And you know the funny part of this whole protest that they're having is that 90% of the truckers are already vaccinated. This is what the politicians here in this country and in Canada are missing. It's not about the vaccine. No, that's a good point. That's a choke point. That's the that's the buzz phrase for the media. They're anti-vaxxers. 90% of them already got vaxxed. So that's out the window. So now what they have is the argument, now they're terrorists. So in... 2015, October 2015, I believe, Trudeau got into office. That was after nine years of the conservative rule under, I think it was Stephen, maybe it's Harper. Okay? This is the government gone crazy now. And not only are they starting to arrest the truckers for expressing what used to be free speech, you know, used to have that in Canada, Canadia. Yes. (laughs) They should name it differently because Canadia... Maybe they should Canadia. Maybe they should make it cannot. Aga. So, under Trudeau, what they then did, ready for this, is they took $10 million in funds that were donated through GoFundMe and froze them. And now the Canadian government is getting even more Gestapo-ish. What they're doing is they're using tactics, follow the money. So what are they doing now? If you donated, they're freezing your bank accounts. 
If you're a trucker, they're suspending your license, your insurance, and your bank accounts. You know what I would do? Any bank that complies with that, I'd pull my funds out. I'd start a global banking collapse. You have to understand something. Government is a minority of people. I use that term sparingly. It is not minority people. It's a minority of people who are supposed to represent the global economy, the, the people of the country. They've forgotten that lesson. Joe Biden has forgotten who he represents. Canada needs to wake up. Canada is in trouble. You know, They're in very serious trouble. You know, I'd say the biggest difference is that Biden, yes, needs to wake up. He also needs to uh, take the uh, Constitution and reread it. We have a Constitution that is pretty explicit, whereas I don't believe Canada has something like we do. Well, they have parliamentary rule. Right. But they, they do have free speech, or at least I thought they had free speech. So did they. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's more important. They did think they had it. And but, that's, uh, you know, this, this thing with the trucks has gone berserk. And I expect it to uh, come down here at some point as well. And uh, it's, you know, like you keep saying, and I totally agree, the world is upside down and backwards right now. And I don't know if it can uh, right itself on the axis or not. Well, I have to tell you, and I, and I agree with uh, what I heard on On Point with Victor, is these establishment Republicans have to go. They're part of the problem. They are part of the problem. It's not just the Democrats. Because if it was just the Democrats, that's an easy solution. Get rid of them in November. But the problem is we have these Republicans, and they have to also understand this is the government by the people for the people, not a government who tells you what to do. This is insane. And, and it's the fact that they're not getting violent is a testament to how convictions of their beliefs are standing tall. And I stand with the truckers. You know, I stand with them because what they're doing is they're exercising their right to free speech and to protest and to redress their government. This is something that we've forgotten about. You know, it, it almost seems like if you go in and burn down your cities and kill people, they pay more attention to you. But that's not what conservatives do. And I can't tell you whether or not that what I've seen from them in Canada, Canada is not really known for conservative people. But there's a point where liberals have to cross over to reality. And that line has gotten further and further to the left. So what I wanted to just, you know, that th that is something that this is going to injure free speech throughout the world. This is really going to turn us off. So right after the break, we're going to talk about something that I found this week to be really absurd is... The Sandy Hook Remington Settlement. So we're going to come right back after the break. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark and Legendary Dave. 
If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearm dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And you're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. Mark, you said, some, the break. you said something a minute ago, if I'm going to interrupt a second. Uh, sure. You know, for the people and by the people, and what it's turned into is for the politicians, by the politicians. Never a truer statement has been said. You know, we had talked about this several weeks ago, and we had many phone conversations off the air, where we were both in agreement. The Constitution doesn't need to be rewritten. It needs to be reread. And that's the biggest problem. What's going on now? They forgot what brought this country to the forefront of the world. And there's never been a better country. If you don't love America, I still maintain, get out. Leave. Leave. We can fly people in. We can fly them all over the country. Why not just fly them out if they want to leave? And all these guys who said, if Trump gets elected, I'm getting out of America. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Still here, aren't you? So I wanted to change gears for a little bit and talk about something that was probably one of America's worst tragedies in the history of America, which was Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in Connecticut back December 14, 2012. A knucklehead by the name Adam Lanza, who was 20 years old at the time, used a Remington Bushmaster AR-15 to shoot 20 students, killed nine, and six teachers shot. This was an elementary school. And this week, the lawsuit which had been filed against Remington, which was the manufacturer of the gun, was dismissed in 2015. Actually, it was filed in 2015, dismissed in 2016, then resurrected again. 
And one of the most important things to come out of this lawsuit is, listen, nobody's going to not say it was an absolute tragedy. But here's where the things go sideways. Here's where things really go sideways for me. You want to go after the guy who shot the weapon? That's fine. You want to go after somebody who had direct causal link to this guy, who had knowledge of this guy, what he was going to do beforehand? Absolutely 100%. You want to go after the school for not having enough security? Absolutely. We secure our banks. We secure our gold reserves with armed weapons. Why is there not an armed weapon guard? A guard with a a really powerful weapon, like an AR-15. And I'm sure if we listen to Locked and Loaded, we would find out what the best defensive weapon would be for them to have. Have two or three, depending on the size of the campus, armed guards. We protect our treasures. Why not our treasures who are alive? But they didn't do that. Instead, here's what they did. They filed a lawsuit against Remington. Okay? There's something called the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, the PLCAA. Without getting all into the details of what it is, it's, if you want to look it up, it's 15 U.S.C., Section 7901 to 7903. And what that is, is that says you cannot hold the manufacturers of firearms and dealers liable for crimes which have been committed with their products. However, there are exceptions. The exceptions are the manufacturer and dealers could be held liable for damages resulting from defective products, breach of contract, criminal misconduct, and other actions for which they are, and here's the key phrase, directly responsible. And in fact, much as the same manner that the U.S.-based manufacturer of a consumer product might be held liable under consumer liability. But this is not what they did here. There's something also called negligent entrustment, which was a carve-out. When they have reason to know a gun is intended for use in a crime. So in other words, if they sold a gun to a guy who's a convicted felon, they can be held liable. Negligent entrustment. It's a cause of action in the United States tort law. It's It's a cause of action where you can be held liable for negligence because you negligently provided another party with a dangerous instrumentality and the entrusted party caused the injury to a third party. It's more along the lines of when you had, like for driving, that was the first case in 1915. It was a Mississippi case. If you want to look it up, it's Wynn versus Halliday, H-A-L-I-D-A-Y. It dealt with a father who gave his son, who at the time was underage, a vehicle to drive to go joyriding, okay? And he killed somebody. That's negligent entrustment. What they did here, and I kudos to the attorney. I, I think he really, he kind of deformed the justice system and made an argument that this was negligent entrustment. But here's what was missing. Here were the legal elements that were missing. They never met this guy. They had no reason to believe that this guy, Lanza, was going to commit a crime. None whatsoever. But yet somehow or another, they held him, they held Remington into this case. The justices did. And this is where, this is where you get back into 
do you want to have activist judges on the bench? Or do you want to have judges who are supposedly the legal referees? That's the judicial system is they're the referees. Legislature makes the law. Executive enforces the law. And the judicial says, you know what? What's the interpretation of what they intended and how does it apply to the facts? But what happened here is it went off the rails again. Here's another issue. So they took this to the next step and they held Remington in. So they asked the, the attorney's name, I think, was Koskoff. He asked, and he made a novel argument. His argument basically was that because they marketed this weapon as a weapon that you needed, and I quote, needed for his mission that day, was never in doubt. Okay, They argued the law doesn't protect Remington because it marketed the rifle not for sport, not for target shooting or self-defense, but for, and I quote, for exactly what it was. They used images of soldiers in combats, is what this Koskoff attorney said. Okay, I understand all that. You should understand all that. The problem is, is that they are trying to circumvent what the law is by seeing how horrendous the facts are. So the judge decided that he was going to hold this in there. And because they created a public danger by selling this type of weapon, that public danger was a reason to hold them liable. Now, watch this. Okay? This week, BLM, Black Lives Matter, bails out Quintez Brand. Okay? A, an alleged attempted murderer who shot and almost killed a Jewish Democratic politician in Louisville, Kentucky. It set his bail at about $100,000. BLM bails him out. Okay, What were the facts of that case as we know it? He shoots up the office on Monday. He's bailed out on Wednesday. He barely missed this guy. Barely missed this guy. Now, I'm saying to anyone in Louisville, Kentucky who gets attacked, gets harmed, gets beat up, gets killed by somebody who's been bailed out. You should go after that person under the same theory that this lawyer Koskoff used in the federal case against Remington. They created a public danger now. BLM has created a public danger by letting this guy out who shot up an office of a politician. What did we not learn? What do we have to do to make sure that people understand you can't let these people out? You know, it gets to the point where you're banging your head. What is it? The the definition of I think Einstein said the definition of idiocy was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. What are we expecting to get when we let criminals out? Are we expecting they're going to be rehabbed when we let them out because we gave them a second, third, fourth, fifth chance? How about the guy who's arrested 44 times? And he murders people in Manhattan. Stabbed a woman, followed her into her apartment, stabbed her, killed her. Now, they tell you, it's mental illness. 
well, gee, Mr. and Mrs. Lefty, you closed all the mental facilities because you wanted to mainstream people, and now they're mainstreaming and killing people. So now don't we have facilities, we do not have adequate facilities for the criminally insane. I have to tell you, I know that's a legal definition. That's what I do for a living. I'm a lawyer. There's a legal definition of insanity. It's not knowing the definition between right and wrong, not knowing what that is. But at some point, you have to look at the person himself and say, the guy's irredeemable. It ain't happening. Like that guy in Waukesha who ran over those people at the parade. How many times does somebody have to be arrested before we take a look and we say, hmm, I guess the rehabilitation isn't working. I guess rehabilitating a rabid dog is not a good idea because guess what? He's still going to be the wild animal he was before you started your rehabilitation. So just remember, when you think about BLM, they bailed $100,000 on this guy who tried to shoot a politician. And we're okay with that, folks. Well, quite frankly, I'm not okay with that. I'm really, really pretty upset about it. And I don't understand how we let this happen. First of all, I, I challenge the judge, $100,000 for attempted murder? Are you kidding me? What, what are we thinking about? This is the judges and the district attorneys we're putting on the benches. It's, it's amazing. When you go out and you vote for somebody, you should know what's going on. You have to look at who you're putting on these benches. You have to look at who you're putting into judiciary, who you're putting into the district attorney's office. If you're not happy with what you see now, if you're not happy with going out two by two, because in some jurisdictions they're telling you in L.A., we're controls out of crime, sorry about that, really apologize that Mr. Gascon's in charge here, but uh, listen, go out, no problem, take a group of people with you, don't go out by yourself, because you'll probably wind up dead, attacked, beaten, robbed, but that's okay, we're all good, we're good with that. And when you're going to turn around and you're going to take your cops and handcuff your own cops, let's not even talk about what we did to the jurisdictions where we defunded them. Okay, and now the Democrats are claiming it was the Republicans. What comes out of their mouth, like you said before, Dave, is poo from these Democrats. But right after the break, in our final block, by the reality, we're going to pick it up with the war on cops. 24 hours. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. 
It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And you're listening to Bite of Reality with Martha Shark coming from you from New York. So right before the break, we were going to pick it up with the war on cops. You know, I've been associated with the police for about 27, 28 years. And I have to tell you on a personal level, they are some of the most giving, some of the most passionate, some of the most considerate people I have ever known on this planet. And the fact that they put on a badge every day, and have to go to work with a bulletproof vest and a gun and a taser strapped to their hips. It's just thank God for people like that who are so selfless. Think about it for a second. If they took a day off, what would your neighborhood look like? What would your streets look like? What would your, street, your cities, what would they look like? In a 13-hour period last week, I should say in a 24-hour period last week, there were 13 police officers wounded by gunfire. This is getting to the point where there needs to be some federal intervention because it's clear that the DAs are not going to do their job. It's really sad, very sad. We had two police officers killed a couple of weeks ago in New York City, and... It was devastating to the police department. I mean, they're they're literally executing them. You know, in Baltimore, there was an ambushed officer. Okay? She was a devoted mom. I just cannot believe that we in this country are not protecting the people who protect us. It's just, when you take away their ability to do their job what do you think they're going to do now now minnesota of all places in seattle are now figuring out that gee we can't get any police officers in here nobody wants to come and help us so their crime is out of control now the people are complaining what part of this wasn't foreseen you know if i take my car and I go 100 miles an hour heading towards a solid brick wall, at what point do you think I'm going to say, you know what, this is not going to work out well? But yet, for some reason, our politicians seem to be brain dead when it comes to seeing things. And I always talk about the administration, the Biden administration, being reactive. And I'll briefly touch on this. But violent crime in America is up. Violent crime in America is up. It's out of control. Murders up 44%. Across 22 major U.S. cities, 
What are we doing? Are we just going to let this go until everybody's dead? Until the criminal cartels work themselves into America? And by the way, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that the Mexican criminal cartels are now taking over the avocado business. And somehow or another, the United States brilliantly decided to ban guacamole, I guess. (laughs) They're banning avocados from coming in. I mean, it sounds funny. They're going to take over mayonnaise, too? Yeah, it's just, you know, what part are we not getting here? When you let crime surge and you let it get out of control, it's going to take over. What, what we fail to understand, criminals are not stupid. In fact, by and large, I think they're more intelligent than most of Americans. They just apply themselves differently. Mark, let me so, ask you, how, just what you've said makes all the sense in the world. And yet, why are the people that recognize it, realize it, are such a minority of our population? We just sit back and, well, go for socialism. Go for defunding the police. Oh, it'll be all right. We'll take care of it. Somebody will take care of it. But it's not my problem, so I'll vote for the way I want to vote. I'll vote for defunding the police. And... uh, Vote for the avocado or whatever. Well, because here's, here's what I think. This is, again, my humble opinion. Your mainstream media are no longer the, the news outlets they used to be. They were not news. They have not been news since probably 2015, 16. They've been opinion papers. So what happens? If they don't want you to know about something, they all get together, they call up in the morning and say, hey, we're not going to cover this, right? For instance... Hunter Biden, okay? How much coverage did that get? Zero. Okay? If domestic violence is on the rise as it is, carjackings are on the rise, and you're ready for this? Train robberies are on the rise. I heard that. Train robberies. I mean, we're going back to the 1800s. And, And what did they do? They blamed the train companies. I, I just, you can't make this stuff up. You just can't make this stuff up. But the the point being is that we're getting to the point where society is broken, completely broken, not a little bit broken. And now it's starting to affect everybody, daily issues. Like I heard the term this week, inflation nation. Uh, Inflation's at 7.9% last check. Yeah, that's going up. Too bad you can't bet on inflation. That would be something with all these betting companies, huh? It'd be a losing deal. But we get to the point where society's broken. But where are the geniuses who we elected to fix it? Where's the fix? I hear a lot of talking heads, a lot of chattering teeth. Everybody's, we need to do this, we need to do that. You guys are in charge. Did someone forget to tell them that? They get a paycheck. I heard AOC say the other day, it's hard to get by on $174,000 a year. I mean, I, I can't even fathom the brain function or lack of brain function in that woman. Can't get by on 174000 You know, she should try living in her own district for a couple of weeks. Those people get by on 24000 with a family of four because she's doing such a great job. Such a great job. 
But I know we're getting close towards the end of the, the show here, and I did want to touch on something that became, well, unfortunately, you probably never heard about it unless you turned on, I think it was Fox News and maybe News Nation. But there was a filing this week by John Durham. Remember that name? Yeah, I know. Blast from the past. This guy moves slower than a tortoise. But maybe, maybe he'll get something done. Listen, he's only spent $4 million so far. And that other knucklehead who the Democrats hired spent $40 million to find out that Russia had nothing to do with Trump. So he files what's called a motion to inquire into potential conflicts of interest. And he raises the question about the current counsel, Latham and Watkins, LLP, that's Limited Liability Partnership, that they may be in for a pound on this deal. And he wants the, the court to kind of recognize this so that later on, when he beans these people or allegedly beans these people, Sussman right now, who is the attorney in the, the middle of this, was he's got one count indictment for making materially false statements to the FBI. That's a violation of code Title 18, USC, Section 1001, in case you're interested. This indictment was set up in, uh, let's see, September 19, 2016. So this was before this whole presidential election, Donald Trump, right? So now what happens is he's now... What he's now found is he's found that, you know, they used to talk about that smoking gun direct link. You know, well, there's no direct link to any of this. He's now found some information that they were data mining. And what's data mining? You're finding out information from connections through the Internet. They were data mining. Ready? Data mining. Trump Tower. Okay. And the White House, a U.S.-based Internet company. And who were they doing this for? You can always count on attorneys to keep accurate billing. They're death certificates in this case. So what happens? They're billing the Clinton campaign. Well, that's kind of interesting. Apparently... The bills reflect that the defendant repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russian bank allegations. So what does this mean? They stare in your face and they lied to you. They knew that they were setting Trump up, that all of this was just garbage. This was the general counsel okay, to the Clinton campaign. General counsel to the Clinton campaign. So now... Here's the big thing here, because it looks like there was a link between the Clinton campaign hacking into the White House and hacking into Trump Tower. Okay, Remember, he kept saying they're spied on and spied on. Well, President Trump may have been right, or former President Trump may have been right. So what they do is they analyze this data through the security, cybersecurity research contract. And then they were reporting back to the Clinton campaign. So this was feeding into the whole ball of wax. Remember the Steele dossier, which was also garbage, which was also fake? 
So they created this whole thing. So they would they were looking at Trump Tower, Donald Trump's Central Park West Apartment Building, and the executive office of the President of the United States. The executive office of the President of the United States. That's who they hacked into. Okay, so now Durham is looking at this. And he files this little allegation and says, you know what? These guys may be up to their necks in this. I just want the court to know about this and let them make a determination as to whether or not this defendant has an opportunity later on to claim, hey, wait a second, this counsel is, has a conflict of interest here because they're involved up to their necks. But what happened? This is kind of like a bombshell. This is really like, you know, this is the smoking gun, the smoke still clearing. But here's what happens. MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS didn't report a thing on it. And then Hillary, who got up yesterday at the Democratic National Convention, actually it wasn't, it was the New York Democratic Convention, sounded like a candidate yesterday, getting out ahead of this, saying, these wild conspiracy theories again lobbed at me. Listen, if she runs for office for the presidency, good luck. America, good luck. You know, you hired, you know, brain-dead Ted here, and then his, uh, you know, his his greatest administration ever, making Jimmy Carter look like the genius he was. But we're going to wrap it up here and just caution America this week. Listen, look, make your own decisions. Don't listen to what they're telling you, because you know what? They're not going to tell you what's going on. So, in the end, you've been listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark from New York and Legendary Dave on America's Web Radio. I hope everyone has a phenomenal weekend and pay attention to what's going on. And go Canadian truckers. This should be better than the Super Bowl. Thanks for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.